Welcome back to another episode of the Fired Up Podcast. And we have just one topic for you today because that episode on Sunday of Game of Thrones got us fired up. Oh my goodness. But before we get into that, make sure you go out and like the Facebook page, the Fired Up Podcast, or follow us on Twitter, uh, the Fired Up Pod on Twitter. And then, you know, go out to iTunes, like us, leave us a review or something like that. But anyway, done with the intro. What an episode that was last Sunday. Fired up. Uh, yeah. What can I say, man? JD fired up. Fired up. Uh, we had a conversation, you know, after it happened, like, oh my gosh, that was so good. I mean, would you put that in what, a top five, top ten episode of the yeah. series? That's what I said. I said I would probably go, maybe top five is a stretch, but top ten, I think it was easily the best that we've had of the three this season. Yeah, I mean, and it's just the three easy, I mean, early ones, and there's always a little bit of setup in the beginning. This may yeah. have been the best episode that I can remember that wasn't centered around a battle, right? Because we always talk about Blackwater Bay, and we talk about bastards, the Battle of the Bastards, yeah. and we talk about all these great battle scenes, but just, there were, I mean, there were 10 to 15 different scenes, and each one of them, to me, was awesome. Yeah, and it's nice to get that kind of early in a season, because you know, like you said, you get a lot of setup, you get a lot of story kind of structuring early in the season, but, and I know this is a condensed season, but to get it in the third episode, and like you said, every li- every scene, except for maybe Theon's, which was just kind of like filler, I was like, oh, Theon's alive. Like, but even got- then, it wasn't like five minutes and you're wondering about Theon. It was- Sorry, Reek, Reek. I'm s- yeah. You are right, it is Reek, but 90 seconds where he still has that Reek look and the badass Ironborn captain, too. Just like, the scar they should have just thrown eye. him back just overboard. Just a savage, too. Yeah. You know, you can tell that he wanted to. Like a to. bad fish. Just like, oh, I wish we had captured Yara and it wasn't just this Reek thing. Uh, but every scene was good. And so instead of doing, you know, what we did last week. Favorite scene? Yeah, we don't need to do that because all of them were awesome. Let's just get yeah, to Yeah, we can what, go through them. And... You know, everybody wants to talk about John and Danny. Oh, John and Danny was good. Now, did was you. That, that was the. Uh duo you were looking forward to the most i think from last pod it was definitely the one i think and all the other characters that came with it the davos you know meeting them yeah, as that well, whole crew. and Tyrion coming back uh because you know one thing that i think people may have expected is that we know john's going to dragonstone but at what point does he show up and like when during the episode is it going to happen oh, right off the bat yeah like uh i think steph and i were talking that we thought just seeing the previews and uh, uh episode three from last week's we're like, oh, they're just going to give us a little bit at the end of the episode just to kind of give us a taste. But And then, boom, first scene. And it wasn't just the first scene. It was like, what did we get, three scenes of them together? Yeah, I think we got – well, it started off with – I guess, yeah, the Tyrion and John, and then Danny and John. Yeah, and we got – yeah, we got Tyrion and John to start off. They're landing on Dragonstone. And then they did Varys and Melisandre right after that, right? Yeah. And then Melisandre talks about how she can't uh, – uh, go up and talk to John, and she they had you know they left under bad terms or whatever. But. Just all snide and oh, he's and he thinks it's like he feels like he's won that he's figured something out that she's not there to meet him. But I don't really know what his plan is. Like he does, he just want to get her away. My question for you: his issue with her is just she's a red priestess, and a red priestess is the one who. Uh, yeah, took his junk, right? I think that's kind of he's just trying to get back at everybody who kind of had done him wrong as a part yeah. of that whole red priest, yeah, uh, role lord, lord of so light. So he probably doesn't trust her. And then she's like, "Oh well, you're gonna die here." And it's like, "Oh okay, well." And we kind of he, he knew he was gonna die. Yeah, that was probably in Westeros. That right? one's too obvious. Her dying there, I think, is the bigger revelation, right? That she's gonna yeah, come she's back gonna leave and point. then come back because her whole thing kind of just seemed to me now like, "Oh, I'm going away to Volantis." The cameras aren't coming with me. 
I'll see you when I'm back when I die. By the way, I'm 2,000 years old. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing about Tyrion just sitting on the shores of Dragonstone, how many times are they going to make that little man walk up and down all those damn stairs? They could get him like a little donkey or something. He doesn't have I his own know. Hodor. He made the, the, the saddle that Bran sits in. He's a proud man, all right? Yeah, he's a Lannister. That's a lot of steps, though. It is so many up and down. Um, get him on a dragon. When they fly over and John and Davos are the only ones on the ground, and I thought that was perfect. Man, that would freak me out. I would oh, shit yeah. my pants. I would have to. I would soil my trousers. <laughs> okay, so other thoughts on the meeting of John and Danny. What did you think? Because I was skeptical. Um, Danny's never been my favorite. I've always thought they were kind of the two weakest actors early on in the show, but it kind of blew my expectations away. I really. I thought they had chemistry. I thought the writing was great. Uh, John in particular, I thought he was great. Uh, what did you think? I think that you kind of nailed everything on the head there. Because, you know, we may have looked up the – did we look up the ages the other day? No, we were looking at how old Bran is now. But Kit and Amelia, the two actors doing John and Danny, I mean, how old were they when they started? And I think that you're totally right. If you go back and you watch some of those first seasons, Danny, one, is a kid that's being sold. And yeah. John's like, you know, he's still brooding back then because Catelyn doesn't like him and stuff like that. But – I would agree that their acting in that scene was phenomenal. And I think the writing really helped. They've got this weird dynamic where Tyr their hands are both there, Tyrion and Davos, and they're both getting into the conversation at what seemed like the perfect time. So they're doing this little dance with words and stuff like that that I thought was – it was really good. And John, everything that we thought, you know, that he thinks, I feel like it came through in his acting. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just a scene that I, I guess I thought they were going to screw it up. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of what I was expecting is that somehow John was going to have these crazy lines or she was going to be in over her head and she was just going to act too quickly. But I don't know. The scene yeah. played perfect. It was good. It was Danny, Danny acting tough, John not backing down, and then Danny giving a little bit because she's really not that tough. And they can kind of see the good qualities in one another with help from uh, Tyrion and Davos, kind of, you know. Chiming in, you know, letting him letting him know. I like that they did poke fun at the whole name thing. Like, after I'm busted. <laughs> Missandei, like, has this whole long, the unbunt, the breaker of chains. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. And I feel like they played at it with a little bit with Davos coming in with their, yeah. oh, yeah, Jon Snow. Nice. He's a uh, king of the north. Uh, so I thought that the scene went really well. Um, I was he glad to have her stabbed in the heart. Oh, so yeah. let's talk about, let's talk about at what so point. So it's got, it's, it's got to be a secret, I guess, that he was dead and came back from the dead when he's talking about an army of people that have died and now have come back from the dead. I mean, it's one of those things where if you keep bringing that up, people are going to start yeah. to be scared of you, right? Yeah. Like, he's going to be the Night King at some point because people yeah. are thinking, oh, this guy actually died and came back. Uh, so I was happy with the scene. I think it sounds like you were happy with it. And even because we got them talking there, and then we got them talking when she agrees to give him the dragon glass. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. And... Let's take my two beefs that I have written down. Yes. Let's see. Okay. The first one, you know, I always talked to my boy Munoz, and he actually brought this up to me, and I had my notes down from him. I was like, dude, we're just in sync on this, man. What did Munoz he, say? Well, it's just a little annoying that a woman who walked into a funeral pyre, hatched three dragon eggs, didn't burn herself, walked out, then went to Karth, Hanging out with warlocks, changing their faces, like disappearing in towers, going to different worlds. And then she's up there and she's like, Army of the Dead. 
ridiculous. The all I know I see what you're saying because she believes in all the magic and she has seen like, it. There's weird shit that happens. Like, give him a chance. Do you think that maybe a lot of these people are seeing it as they don't know how big of a threat it is? If the dead can be killed again, well then it's just another battle. Why does it have to be the first one that we fight? Because Tyrion says in the scene, hey, we've already struck first blood. We can't drop out of this war. So to them, is it just another front know. that they would have to fight? Like yeah, they don't a... know how <laughs> Like, he, John doesn't say, hey, by the way, their army's 10,000 people. They're also zombies. That's a little different. I don't think you would treat that like, you know, the Lannister army. No. Like, if we're here in America and it's like, hey, we got some Canadians attacking from the north, but there's this army of zombies from the south, I'd be like, ooh, let's probably focus on the zombies. Well, you know what we need right now? We need Cersei's map because I think Dragonstone is so close to King's Landing. Yeah, it's closer. Right? Yeah. And it's so if he's if they're thinking about a battle a thousand miles away and it's not immediate and it's not breathing down on them right now, to them it's like out of sight, out of mind. It's like my climate change it's, metaphor that I... The White Walkers. It's a metaphor for climate change, all right? So was George just ahead of his time 24 years ago or whatever when he wrote this? Tyrion quotes in the episode something like, Oh, people's minds aren't capable of thinking of things this big. It's like, yeah. Do you think George? That, I hear you, bro. Do you think that line is in there because of that? Because of climate change? Well, no. It's, it's just a stupid it's, theory that I right. have. But hey, you know, cold, fire, <laughs> ice. I don't know. It's moving in. There's the droughts op- in Africa right now. It's the dude. opposite of what's happening to us right now. But all right, <laughs> it is hot. Portland. Point. Portland's 107. I think tomorrow. What? Yeah, that's what Joel sent. Joel, are you okay? 107. Man, get inside. You guys aren't used to that up there in the Northwest. You like, guys are going to burn. Has Portland ever been 107? We should sell sunscreen up there this this week because they're going to make a ton of money. 107? That's hot. The second beef, which I haven't even heard anybody talk about, is, okay, what is the reason that John went south? He went all this way, you know, horse, ship, not easy. They don't have a hyperloop. He needs the dragon glass. He needs the dragon glass. Yeah. So he goes in. They have their nice little first scene together. Then he goes out with Tyrion. They're hanging out, looking at the sea, brooding, whatever. And John's like, I I just want my ship back. I want to go home. And we're like, dude, you didn't even ask them about the dragon glass. Like, that's what you came down for. You didn't even ask them until Tyrion comes up and says, so is there anything more reasonable you would like to ask for? It's like, did Tyrion know what he wanted? Yeah, so I think that... I had big beef with that. What I'll say about that is that I think that the first meeting... When, or the first, yeah, the first meeting when they're talking about it, I'm okay that he doesn't bring it you up. You don't there. really bring it up. Yeah, eh, you can't come to a queen that's just landing in Westeros that's that fine. might be crazy and be like, "Hey, give me your shit on your home island." That's fine. But you're right. In the second one, where he's just like, "Oh, I'm a prisoner. I want to go home," yeah. and they can make all the he doesn't want to play words or whatever. But I would agree. Doesn't even bring it up. You need to bring it up there. Yeah. He's ready to get. He's on weird. His, he's ready to get it there and leave. Yeah, it was very strange. Uh, but I do think that part of the reason may have been to show how good Tyrion is at political maneuvering because there are those two or three scenes where he goes to talk about what else he might want. Yeah. He knows that there's got to be some other ulterior motive here. And then he brings it back to Danny and presents it in a way where, hey, you're not losing any face, right? So he's done. Mm-hmm. He's doing all the back channeling, which I think that it's kind of why he's a fan favorite over the last five or six years. It's all his political dealings. It also showed me like, oh, he's really good at this stuff. Yeah. And then they show things like Good the politician, bad general. He is such a bad general. I mean, the army's gone now. Right? Well, not all of it. We know that... that they still have the Dothraki. And the Unsullied are at Casterly Rock, but they're kind of trapped now. But you split up your army. You have no ships now. Yeah, they just got to march. They got to get out of there, I guess. Because you know who you know who they need now? Hmm. Jon Snow. And you know what yeah. Jon Snow needs? 
a dragon. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe he takes one. Are we going to get a couple of new dragon Ooh. riders this season? That would be cool. And that's what I'm thinking. Uh, so I do think that part of him not asking was Tyrion being able to say, like, oh, here, I can help you and show how good he, uh, Tyrion is at political maneuvering and stuff yeah. like that. But I can understand he didn't bring it up. And it's like, John, have a little bit of a spine, man. Just ask for it. It's like he forgot. Like they traveled all that way. Yeah. And it was just like because he got butthurt brooding, because yeah. he was brooding. Prisoner. All right. But I did think that it went over really well. Uh, I Good thought, scenes, though. I, I did actually like her line where he has to go, you better get to work, Jon Snow, when he doesn't, she doesn't answer him whether or not she believes him before she oh, sends him yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I thought it was just uh, a good little send-off. Yeah. Because she's going to need him now. All right, so let's... God, we got to work on our accents. Yeah, it's so bad. No, I think actually it's better just mine being are, terrible. Oh, mine are awful. Well, if, it's, if bad is good, then I am on point. <laughs> All right, let's go to... Gosh, Cersei had a great episode. My favorite scene. That was, was that, my favorite scene. In the, the not the one where she's in the no her with Ilaria. Oh, in the black cells. So what was it about that scene? I just I like the way she decided to do her. You know, just you know? to pause on on your diatribe here. I thought I was almost like nervous watching the episode because I thought she was going to do something just so drastically just like disgusting, grotesque. just yeah, a yeah. monster move, no, and it was a little clever, very poetic. No, you're just going to live in this dungeon. And watch your daughter rot for your entire life, thinking about the consequences of your actions. Just scolding. Just scolding. Uh, by the way, what's with the people in Westeros putting poison on their own lips to poison other people? You can't I just, don't know. Like, that's a lot of trust in Kyburn that's like, oh, th you sure this antidote works? I bet the prisoner would want some water. Like, just give them something with yeah, poison give them in something it, right? that doesn't really, uh, really hurt you. But anyway, so you Maybe like a needle? Was that your favorite scene out of all those? Even though we got John and Danny. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, when she she broke for a second when she's talking to Ilaria. And if you go back and look, like Cersei has this character. She's cold blooded now, like very little emotion. But she breaks for a second when she asks her when she goes, "You took my daughter, my only daughter. Why did you do that?" And it was just like it was just the veil dropped for a second. And you saw this pain that finally she's probably been just pent up with, you know, because her kids were her life. She doesn't show much emotion. And, oh, I like that scene. Lena doing work. Lena was doing work. And I think you're totally right because, like, when Tommen jumps out the window, Jamie gets angry at her for not showing any emotion yeah. or even wanting yeah. to talk about it. So you're right because in that moment she just has that one line. And then I think the next line right away was like, oh, do you feel powerful now? Yeah, and she goes yeah. in to start goading her. Valaria was great too. Just all – no words, and yeah. she's so much emotion just being bound and gagged. I thought Ilaria did uh, just an awesome job. I'm not sure we'll see her again. God, throwing the shade about Oberyn, too. Like, oh, just talking about takes it. Takes us all back. Hurts oh. us all. And then talking about the mountain, doing it to her right there, or mm -hmm. her daughter. Uh, those No, the Black Cell scenes were, were drastic, uh, and it was just Cersei getting another win in yeah. the episode. It was, all uh, she's doing is just racking up wins, Oh, man. she's got W's for days. Uh, you're on in her. That, that scene was great. So you're on a, on a crazy scale from from Ramsey to Charles Manson. Where is Euron? Because I can't tell if it's a show and he's just parading around because he knows yeah. like he, he's he's actually like playing up to the showmanship of it. Or is he crazy? Is he going to backstab Cersei I mean, later? He seems pretty insane. We haven't had him do any of that like, you know, Ramsey flaying like torture stuff type crazy. Clearly likes to murder people, you know. 
Well, and enjoys he killing. He talks about getting hard on the horse while people are yeah. cheering him on. He's dragging his his ne- niece. Ma- making fun of Theon was. What a twat. What a twat. His little, <laughs> his little weird laugh, his little psychopath laugh. Reek was a twat, you know? Oh, my. So I thought, I just think he was supposed to be the new villain this year, and he oh. is, but I just don't know if he's just a villain or if he's just insane. I mean, you don't just go up to Jamie and ask how his sister likes it, except you do because it's fantastic. That's great television. Jamie was getting some burns this week. And we'll talk about Jamie Olenna a sec. We'll get, get done with Cersei here. But you're on just how does your sister like it? Like, yeah, he's got he's got balls. Finger in the bum. Finger in the bum. And then you learn, it's like, actually, it looks like Jamie kind of likes the finger in the yeah, bum. No, that yeah, no, scene, that scene where Jamie gives the weakest no. At least a nice tug of the ass. Oh, he was he was hoping for a little yeah. slap. Uh, but Cersei, the only other thing. The that's, weakest no. Just, uh, no. She's like, yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah, all right, fine. Cersei and Tycho. I was I was glad to have the Iron Bank back, uh, but it looks like he'll be sticking around. Mm-hmm. I thought he was. He's great. He's a great he's actor. A great actor. He's, he's uh, a, like a little creepy, but like you don't want to mess with him. And he says it just. He doesn't drink. Yeah, right? yeah he you just don't trust anyone who doesn't drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so I thought the Tycho scene was really great. Uh, the Iron Bank being back, I think, is gonna. It adds another element to the show in terms of where the They've villain line. paid though. Who's about to get paid? The Iron, Iron Bank? Bank? Yeah, oh, my gosh. I mean, when Jamie's walking through High Garden and they're just gold bars everywhere. Yeah, man. Like, man, you got to hide well, those in way, a vault or something. Yeah, let's just, should we jump ahead to that? Because it's like the way the Tyrells fight, like, shit, why didn't everyone just go and storm that castle? Are, were we okay that there was no siege? I mean, that's the most unrealistic thing about it, right? Is that there was no siege and there was really no battle. Yeah, like, how did they get in? Is it, be- Tyrell. Is it because the Tyrell the army? Or it's the only things that I can think. Just all a bunch of puffs. I think Randall Tarley maybe took the most of the force. Yeah, so they just really didn't have anything. They just affected. I was a little disappointed upon my fourth rewatch that there was no Randall Olena scene. I was just going to say that. Right, because you know, especially after like, they referenced it Olenna last episode. Knows, she knows how to politic. Like She couldn't get him back on their side. And Randall. They, they, you didn't even go to her? Didn't give her a chance? Exactly. Come on. He didn't go to her. Or he isn't the one that to meet her in her room. Like, Randall should be the one that's also up there. Yeah. Because, like, hey, yeah. he says it. I've known Elena since I was a child. Yeah. And Randall Tarley is a man of honor. He wouldn't be there. So I thought that was a little, uh, you know, because we don't see Randall until he's on horseback with our boy Bron, which, by the way, let me get my, my little issue with the episode, is that I was watching the intro, and I try to avoid the intro sometimes in case there's a, a character that I hadn't been expecting in a while. And there I saw his name right under Conleth Hill, Jerome Flynn. And I went, Yes, we're going to get a bronze scene. He's going to be in this episode. And maybe they filmed one and they cut out his speaking lines, but all we saw was him on a horse. He looked good, though. He, you know, him and Lollies have been looking good. I'm sure they're in their castle breeding horses. But it was it was a little disappointing. He probably killed, like, 75 Tyrells. I mean, he probably has. I mean, what if he gets Highgarden? Oh, Braun with... Ooh. No, no, no. Tarly would get Highgarden, and then Braun would get something else. Tarly's Braun gonna... should kill Tarly. Oh. Adopt Sam. Spinoff. Oh, there's one of your yeah. spinoffs. So let's talk uh, about J- Sam and Jorah because it was a nice little wrap up to their whole. They're a nice duo. They are a nice yeah. duo. I wish it's we could heartwarming. get. Heartwarming. Uh, they're two good characters that you know are, are on a little redemption, right? Sam wants to prove himself. Jorah wants to get back to Danny. Yeah, that was good. To, I like those scenes. Get back to Danny. Sans Dario. Yeah, we're not getting Dario anymore. He gone, yeah, huh? Dario's gone. Yeah, but Jorah's Jorah's on the up and up, dude. You think that? Nah, he's... He, I, I think that ship has sailed. I mean, I think it's... Now he's all scarred and stuff. Oh, but that's going to be a badass scar, right? 
Yeah. Or just splotchy. I mean, it was nice, like, like the way the way the archmaster, like, he just kind of pokes him, and he's like, oh, looks like you're cured. Doesn't really hurt. And he's like, no. He's like, a little bit. Okay, you're cured. It's like, okay. Nice. Way to check Way to check that up. Well, it's like, yeah, what do you expect the grayscale to do when he's poking him? Like, is it going to shoot out of the little yeah, scab? Like, like oh, he grabs yeah. the little stick. And then, and then Sam, with his goodbye, like, shake his hand. It's like, that's very nice. And then... Jorah has to put the hand over the other hand, where it's like, hey, clasp. just in case I am infected, like, let's make sure you are too. <laughs> Thanks for solving everything. Yeah, that was a little strange. I'm, I'm, you know, good on Sam for saving him. I'm not sure I'm shaking his hand that soon after that. No, like, yeah, no, no. he's I'm not like, sure that fast. Unless it's one of those things where you have to touch like the rock part of him. Yeah, so he knows. But he then kind of look at and it. And the yeah. clasp doesn't make sense. And if I'm living in Westeros, this is just me. And I contracted grayscale, and I'm in that citadel dungeon, like just graying out and whatever. I'm a little pissed off because they've had this cure for grayscale, I guess forever, and just no one could follow directions until Sam like reads the book. Hey, how? Hey, Sam, how'd you do it? Well, I read the instructions and I followed them. It's like, oh. Great. How many people have been lost because somebody at the Citadel is like, oh, I don't, I don't know, like skipped step five. And it's not even <laughs> like they threw. Yeah, you're right. They didn't even throw like an issue into it. Like, oh, one of the pages is missing. So he has to figure it out uh, or they don't have an ingredient. It's like, oh, we have God. all the ingredients. Here are all the steps. And it worked. Um, so I always go into full tie Kleppert mode where sweet. I just just finding these little things. Where it's nitpicking like, everything. It's like they've had the cure for grayscale. Like, oh. Think of what, I mean, I guess Shireen was good. Could have helped with her face. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, the kids, they do talk about the kids and the adults being different when treating grayscale. Come on, that's in the Meister's books. That's fair. That's That's very fair. All right, so we got Sam and Jorah now, I guess. So what's Sam doing? Just reading those scrolls? Maybe finding something? Is there going to be something in those scrolls? I hope not. I don't know what he's looking for at this point. It's more just like a get back to work type thing. I agree. He should have been expelled, obviously. He should be wandering you know, the reach somewhere, but, you know, he didn't get expelled. He was expecting uh, a reward or whatever it was, but come on, Sam, don't be an idiot. So Sansa and Bran, I think we're going to get... Oh, my God. I think we're going to get a lot of Winterfell this next episode because we've got not just one Stark now. we got two. we got two in Winterfell with a third on their way. Uh, first reactions to Bran. I don't even know if Bran's a Stark, dude. He's just a three-eyed raven. He's... Is he Bran no, Snow now? No, he's two-eyed a, Stark. He's a bastard from beyond the wall. Yeah, man. Oh, you know, I talk a lot of shit on that kid, but he was pretty good at playing a, a little creepy weirdo. I would agree. He was haunting in a way that... It was good. It showed that he'd been through a lot. Yeah, it, it showed that like, he just uploaded like a ton of shit into his brain. It's just like, I can't process this. Like, nice to see you, Sansa. You looked pretty getting raped. And it's just like, what? I'm gonna go back inside. Yeah, she just freaked out. But I think that if you're trying to convince somebody that... W- you have all of these visions, like you got to go with the most drastic one, right? Yeah, or maybe like you can't be like, oh, remember that three Sundays ago when you wore yeah, that yeah. green dress? And she's like, good guess. You had those lemon cakes for dinner. Oh, Sansa does love her lemon cakes. <laughs> so but no, that so that was good. I mean, the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, that was weird because the last time we saw him with Mira, like he wasn't that weird, you know. And then, or sorry, the time before that, and then he gets to the wall. And he's, like, a little bit weirder, like, talking to Ed. Yeah. And now he's just he's just overwhelmed to the point where 
you get that when the the original three-eyed raven was like you're not ready for this like you're just not and then he got forced into it through his own doing um and now it's just showing that he like he's not really up to the task and once he saw the whole maybe the whole uh john patronage thing it kind of sent him over the edge and he just can't process <laughs> i mean you know seeing everything that's ever happened and it's happening now I don't know. That would be a lot, lot to keep up with. Man. I got a small brain. It's a busy schedule. That would be a lot. And I so do you think that's part of the reason why Bran is so well, one, it always seems like he's in that place where he's looking at, you know, other memories from the past. And do you think that's why he's so distant? He's just always going through and he doesn't know how to process it. He needs his mentor essentially. Yeah, I think it's just like maybe a temporary thing. Because with the other three eyed raven, like he was not he was normal. He knew how to like hone his skills or whatever it was. So maybe we'll get Bran start kind of back but for right now I, I don't know i think for the foreseeable future he's just gonna be this creepy i saw somebody on twitter who referenced that brand looks like all four beetles faces smashed into one and it's like man that's pretty on point dude <laughs> it's it's like this weird looking like he doesn't really look like he has his own face it's just like this meld of weird british faces and his weird like haircut too yeah, where he's it's got, got the, Brit- the beetles he's got, like, haircut the, yeah oh that's interesting so now with Sansa, she he brings up the wedding. With Ed, when he gets to the wall, remember he brings up the two drastic things with Ed. Hey, you were at the fist of the men, the first men, yeah, and you were at hard home, right? So he's just bringing up the most life-altering yeah, aspects. Yeah. So when you know Ar- what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. So when Arya shows up this episode, what is he going to bring up with her? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, the entire time she's in Bravos, does she? He basically thinks she's dead because he cannot see her. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's one of the questions. Yeah, that's a good question. And then with John, does that mean when he sees John for the first time, he's gonna be like, "Hey, man, I know you died." Yeah. And that is that where it kind of just all blows up. Guess who your daddy is? Oh, I can't wait for that. We were still a couple episodes away from that. Yeah, I think we're a few episodes, and then we're still the whole like, how do they prove it? You can't just be like, "Oh, well, Bran said." It's like, yeah, that's true. Who's Bran? It's like, oh, that creepy little cripple over there, the haunting dude that knows your worst moment ever because he was there. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I am excited though. I think one of the most the things I'm most excited for next episode is how much time uh, the potential to spend in Winterfell is. Yeah. J- just with these three kids coming back that are totally different than missed Arya. how they have missed been. Arya. Uh, especially we miss Westeros Arya. Yeah. Right. Essos Arya. Exciting Arya. Exactly. Murdering, killing Arya. Yeah. Bran will be talking to Arya and he's like, "Oh, you haven't really been up to much. Oh, oh until you got back to Westeros. Right. Yeah, you ran from the Waif." I noticed that you had Got a two-year stabbed gap. three times and fell in the lake. Yeah, that's like one of the weirdest yeah, survivals. Yeah. It wasn't. Anyways. It wasn't good. Littlefinger is his opportunity now in Winterfell because Jon is gone. Has he got some opportunity to turn Sansa, or is he screwed? I did like his advice of fighting all your battles everywhere. You know, you got to be thinking about all the possibilities. That was savage. But is that, that was also nice. him like giving her a little advice, like, "Hey, trust me," because the next few episodes, something else is going to happen. Yeah, it's good advice. Sansa seems to be like, she's kind of in the zone, you know, leading, commanding. I do agree. She was great in that scene. It seems like no one else knows what they're doing around there. Uh, The Lord of the Veil doesn't even know that the leather is supposed to be under the metal, and she's the one that has to point that out. And then he goes over to that poor asshole, and he's like, hey, why is there no leather? And the guy's just like, uh, sir, you didn't tell us to. You're in charge, you dick. Yeah, Sam Tarly taught me to read the instructions, all right? And your instructions (laughs) don't have anything about that. 
so I do think Winterfell is becoming exciting because she's better at playing the game. It's like you said, she's out of that child actor phase, and she's yeah, just what did, owning uh, her what scenes. What did Tyrion say? She's she's more intelligent than she lets on or something. She's starting to let yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Effect. So that was solid. Um, but I do think Littlefinger, I mean, Arya's coming back. She hates him, right? Littlefinger can't be spending that much more time in Winterfell. I feel like John yeah. doesn't like seeing him there. And Bran, dude, Bran knows what he's up, knows what he's. Uh, Bran knows what he's up to. Bran so that could be something. Secrets, huh? Yeah, Littlefinger got to go. I didn't even really think about that. All right, who dies first? Got to go. Littlefinger or Varys? Littlefinger. Ooh, I don't. I don't even know how to answer that question. I mean, I assume they're both going to be the last two standing, just on a graveyard of ashes, <laughs> and it's just them. Littlefinger just wins the Iron Throne. Oh my god, how disgusting! And it's just Varys is the only person left alive. Cool. And we get to talk about that scene that we had now. Olena and Jamie. Yeah. I mean, that was something. I had thought the episode was already so good. I don't catch myself during that episode looking at the clock, wondering how many more scenes we had left. And I thought it was all going to be about John and Danny, Cersei and that. We pause. We pause during the episode. Do you? Yeah, to see where it is. Really? Yeah. You could get a clock. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. (laughs) So do you guys do that because you want to know how much time is left? Yeah. We want to know how much good stuff we got left. Interesting. So is it after every scene or is no, it after no, no, like no, a big like, solid we'll scene? We usually pause once an episode. Really? Yeah, okay, once is like, okay. It's, it's usually like the halfway, like we just like got a lot of good stuff. We're like, how much time we got left? So when did you do it during this episode? I mean, it's usually probably like halfway through. Yeah. And it's nice with these longer episodes because it's like, oh, we still got like 35 minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, wow, I had no idea that you guys paused it on purpose. I always just looked at the uh, look at the clock, but that is one More thing logical. I do. Well, you know. I, I, but you're missing stuff when you... You look at the clock, boom, miss something. That's true. I miss a Tyrion. Miss Olena die? No, I would never miss that. Uh, Jamie and Olena. That scene, a couple of things about that scene. One, Jamie, who I thought was having this sweet redemption arc, was going to put uh, Cersei yeah. in her place, and maybe after uh, the whole sex thing, and then Cersei not caring about the uh, the servant that was there, like maybe that's when you know things started to change. But I thought he was going to. You know, not protect her as much as he did. I thought he was not going to be on her side, and Olena just brought it up and brought up Cersei being a disease, and Jamie just defended her. He's like, "Yes, but it's a disease that I'm having sex with." Now. And he's rationalizing <laughs> everything, right? Like, "Oh, nobody will care how she he's did been it." Out the game too long. It's like, does she want to be the queen of ashes? But that was one thing about yeah, that, that scene. A, that Jamie disappointed. Jamie disappointed me. He disappoints me too, because he's one of my favorite characters, and I want to see like he had such growth with. Brienne, like, I was like, oh, man, like, he's kind of, like, low-key really smitten on Brienne. Like, maybe not, like, as attracted to her, but, like, respects her as a person. It's kind of like the she's the knight that he wishes he, like, turned out to be. Definitely. And then there's always the, the backstory with he gets this bad rap as being a Kingslayer when he really did it to save the entire city of King's Landing. Yeah. And it's, like, this secret that he kind of holds, and I don't know why, maybe because people just don't believe him, but... He's a sympathetic character for being, I mean, he was kind of an asshole the first, like, especially the first season where he just looks like the uh, guy from Shrek. Oh, yeah. the prince. Yeah, yeah, he just looks like the prince from Shrek. And just, but yeah, and so, and now you just see it slipping away where, and he's almost resigned to his fate as like Cersei's lapdog. It's just sad. It is sad. And so do we think now... I mean, there had been some talk that Jamie and Cersei were going to be in this big fight, and you know, they were going to maybe Jamie was going to have to be the Queen Slayer and stop her from being queen. I mean, I think we're pretty much past that now. It seems like Jamie's back in Cersei's orbit. Yeah, like they're going to be together. Yeah. All right. Um, what was the name of Joffrey's sword again? 
Uh, Widow's Whale. <sighs> he really was a cunt. <laughs> yeah, I think your accent got better there. Oh, so it was such a great line. And such then, a savage way to go out. She, and you know, Jamie did everything nice, right? He made sure that Cersei didn't torture her. <laughs> yeah. Or why would you flay an old woman anyway? That's disgusting. But yeah. he like got her to do all these nice things. Oh, it won't even be a poison that doesn't hurt. It'll it'll just be this easy poison, and she just slugs it. And just oh, yeah, by the way, so fast killed your son. Oh, that's nice. And then oh. just boom. Oh yeah, she just slugs slugs that. it like Arya. So, I was waiting for maybe like, uh, oh, you know what? Cersei decides she's gonna flay you in front of everyone, and then just see Olena just swan dive out of that tower, <laughs> just jumping from the high. Like, no, she ain't. I I did think that once she said it though, I was worried Jamie was gonna pull out his sword and just yeah, because yeah, he yeah. was visibly angry. So another another Munozism that that he brought up that I hadn't even thought of, which I thought was pretty genius if she had pulled it off, was he thought Olena was gonna poison the wine that was sitting there, thus taking them both down together, which would have been a pretty good walk off. She had a good walk off, but I mean, oh man, if that's how Jamie goes down, it would it would have been a bummer it just because like to see Jamie go, but. I don't even think he sips from the glass, though. I don't think he does. Maybe he's smarter. Yeah, he just kind of got it to because he knew that he was going to poison her. Oh, Munoz, you're really thinking outside the box. I like it. I, I wonder if Olena saved the poison. Well, no, because Sansa had it. I'm wondering if she saved the Joffrey poison. Like, where's the rest of that? You get it in, like, bulk, like Costco. Probably. Like big batches. You just get that necklace. Yeah, she just, like, starts slowly die, dying all, like, painlessly, and Jamie just starts, like... Going Joffrey, just that would be bulging. drastic. Uh, one, I'm glad we still have Jamie. Oh, I think he we need, can still redeem himself. I don't. Well, I don't know Barely. about that. I don't know. Uh, that's close. Uh, the one thing I did like, the other thing I liked about the episode was I thought the battle for Casterly Rock was just well shot. They've had some interesting montages and transitions this ep- this season, and I thought that was a great little montage uh, for them getting into Casterly Rock without having this big yeah, old battle. So or you were fine like that. with the. Kind of skimping on the battle scene? Uh, yeah, because, yeah, I was. It was just a, I mean, the thing was all about getting through the sewers. Yeah. And them coming up. And did you notice after the first uh, room that they pop in is just a bedroom? <laughs> yeah, Tyrion's, just Tyrion's, Tyrion's little Tyrion's, fuck room. Tyrion's old bedroom, uh, whorehouse. Uh, so I wasn't, uh, I didn't mind that, especially because it was part of a bigger thing. Like, hey, there shouldn't really be anybody there, right? Jamie tricked yeah. him, yeah, yeah. and so everybody's gone. And so now we have to worry about Grey Room. But I did think that that was really well done with him narrating it. Uh, and then them actually showing it. Yeah, and to uh, Danny, get some scouts, huh? Like maybe try to see what the armies are doing. Something. Varys, your little birds. What is up? Yes, I mean, they don't fly no more. Well, we did see Kyburn buy them over, right? Like he gave them all those little yeah, gifts when they killed Pycelle. I don't know. Get some other gifts. I mean, you would think so. Or get some scouts. Get somebody to watch where the armies are marching. It was like they don't know where Euron is, right? Because they killed, they got Yara and Ilaria, and then the... And then the Krakens went all the way around Westeros and yeah. got and got. And then the, I guess the you fleet. could say, were you fine with no battle to take Highgarden? So in the beginning, I was a little upset because in the books, Highgarden is this huge castle that has a maze for attackers. It's built so that people will get confused attacking it. And so I really wanted to see. I don't know. I'm kind of a castle nerd, so if you're going to show me a castle, I want to see all the different layers. But castle you, nerd. Huh? We, we had talked. <laughs> we had talked about it yesterday. Um, we are not invested in Highgarden like we are in any other castle. Yeah, like- so I don't need 10 minutes of them battling at Highgarden or anything like that. So in the beginning, yeah, I wanted them to show it. In the end, Olena's whole scene more than made up for it for me. Okay, so like 
What's your favorite castle? <laughs> so, <laughs> this one's for Chris. Do you have a favorite castle? Well, right now it's the Himeji Castle out in Japan because I was just there. It's a beautiful castle. Uh, I went with Chris Ewing. Uh, it was just built, you know, 500 years ago. Uh, it has 987 arrow slots. I remember that because they used to have a big, wide-open field. It was flat in 200 yards in each direction, and so they had guys that could either sit be in prone position or standing with their arrows over the walls. So I really thought that was cool because I always imagined that if it was back in the day, I would totally be an archer because I don't have the stature to swing a sword. So I would imagine I'd be behind the walls. Uh, so those, those are the parts I like. That's the, that's the castle that's top of my list right now. Man, no joke. I was totally kidding, but that sounds like a pretty dope castle. It was a pretty awesome castle. All right. Uh, the only other thing about the episode that I wanted to bring up was, you know what? I was glad that they brought up why Daenerys isn't getting on a dragon. I think it would be easy for people to say, like, why doesn't Daenerys just go do it? And they actually have a conversation, like, yeah, you might ride the dragon, but an arrow still yeah, could get, get you. some armor, though. Ah, she's just got to find other dragon riders. That's fair. All right. Do you have any other notes over there? What else? No, I think it's uh, most it was a great episode. It was an awesome episode. Uh, the, I mean, the acting and the writing, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Once you don't get George's plot lines out, out yeah, every yeah. year, you know, it's almost like, all right, what are they going to do? Um, and for other than the Sand Snakes being terrible dialogue, I thought, you know, the writing's been pretty pretty solid so far. Yeah, it'd be nice if they just go back to that dungeon every episode, just for like a minute, and just <laughs> show her rotting away. I mean, if Septa Unel is, uh, is a, you know, foreshadowing, we're not going to see Alaria ever again. Probably not. Now, does eh, she, you never know. Does she have to keep her really, alive? Like, low-key for Alaria, I'd be a little stoked, because I'm like, oh, you're going to keep me alive? Like, there's a chance, you know, somebody takes this castle... And I get out sometime. Does Cersei have to keep her alive in order to keep the Dornish in check? I don't know. I would assume the Dornish hate her as much as I do, but probably not. I don't know. So yeah, I, and that's I, I guess I'm it's not you keep her as a hostage, I guess. You have to, right? Because yeah. if you kill her, then it's like, all right, Dorne's got to elect a new prince, and then who knows what they're going to do. Maybe it's like a secret dungeon, too, so it's like... Mm-hmm. Cersei dies, you know, she'll just rot away I, in there. I feel like every dungeon is just a secret, right? Isn't Do you like just... your castles with dungeons? <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, they need to have at least three. <laughs> All right. I think that's uh, it. I think that's it. Thank you, everybody. Oh, we are fired up for some Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. See you next week.